spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Justin Kenner, Kevin Nash with you here on Dayton ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Mr. Kevin Nash, happy Tuesday. What up, though? Busy Tuesday coming up. ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz joining us. Uh, coming up an hour from now, we'll chat with him. We'll recap NFL Week 6. We can officially put NFL Week 6 behind us, which means that's, uh, you know, we're close to giving out our uh, power rankings, if you will, because everyone cares who we think is in the top 10. Uh, I said this on the show preview that we put out, uh, by the way, every day on our Facebook page, on the ESPN Dayton Facebook page, so check that out. We have to come up with a top ten. Sometimes there's just not top tens. I don't think there's a top, I don't think there are ten teams that are worthy of being in the top ten for NFL. So if I if I could, I would just have the three teams. Maybe four. There's four teams and teams one through four. The rest I would just leave blank. I should just leave blank. There are not ten worthy teams of being ranked in the top ten in the National Football League. Oh, Kenner being Kenner being defiant as usual. Do you want to start? Do you want to kick that? We let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's kick it. off the hour. With the power rankings, why don't we? Here, let me just go ahead and... uh, Oh, there we go, right off the bat. All right, NFL power rankings right off the bat. We officially wrapped up uh, week six last night. And uh, how about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos? Look, I don't think it's all on Russell Wilson. I don't think it's all on the coaching. I think it's uh, a lot on just a lot of moving pieces. But we see quarterbacks on other teams who don't have all the puzzle pieces in place and can still overcome stuff. I have never been an anti-Russell Wilson guy, but I've also never bought into the hype. I mean, the most... Most of his success had come in that rookie contract, of course, uh, when the team that he won a Super Bowl for was not known for their offense. It was all about the running back who wouldn't do interviews and, of course, the defense <laughs> who had a nickname. Uh, and then as you know, they advanced and he got paid, the defensive pieces left. They've never, the Seahawks were never the same. They were always hovered in that 7-8-9 win range, never went in the playoffs, never got back. I've just never been a big Russell Wilson guy. I think he's very good. If the Browns had him, you'd be lucky to have a quarterback like that. I think if the, the Steelers ended up getting him, they'd be lucky to have a quarterback like that. But I don't think he's that elite, elite guy. But that was a, a troublesome game last night. Another bad Broncos performance on primetime. Luckily, I think it's they said another eight weeks before we see him <laughs> on primetime again. The craziest part about it was he started out so hot started out 10 for 10 started out 10 for 10 but then uh i was watching the second half of the game because you know the baseball game didn't happen last night what baseball game (laughs) so i had reds aren't in the playoffs (laughs) i had to watch that game instead and he was under duress and a lot of those incompletions in the second half were throwaways which if you're not russell wilson are considered good plays instead of taking a sack he's throwing it away so everybody's looking at the second half performance of, oh, man, he only completed three of uh, 11 passes. Well, uh, six of those passes that were incomplete were throwaways. But since the eyes are on him so heavily and since, you know, this, this Broncos let's ride and it seems like there's a new social media campaign for him every single week. The lights are on him constantly and he's under he's under not only him, him, but the head coach. The whole team, for that matter, man, the defense is still playing lights out. But them offensively and him being a quarterback, he's ultimately going to be the one that takes the brunt of the brunt of the the ire of the fan base and the NFL. Because I see the screenshots floating around of wide open dudes. I I think we're being like 
sticklers here because oh I, no oh oh yeah I'm a, I'm a fan of the Browns when Baker Mayfield was there I lived through those screenshots in fact <laughs> OBJ's dad made a he ruined the whole the franchise with screenshots I'm just saying I'm just saying. I, I am positive if you take a screenshot of every quarterback out there, if you go looking for it, it's there, basically. Where was this sympathy with Baker? What are you talking about? Where was this sympathy with Baker? I said the exact same thing. Doubt it. I said the exact same thing. sound like you. Everyone knows how Kev is. (laughs) I said the exact same thing. If you go looking for it, you'll find it. Now, the OBJ stuff of him waving his hands all over the place like a maniac, it literally looked weird. And it's super bad editing by his dad. Like, it figure that his dad, son's a millionaire he can get somebody to edit that a little bit better but I, I was the exact same way like if you go looking for bad plays you're gonna find bad plays from any quarterback but with Russ I think it's just a compounding factor with everything that's going on with him and uh, the you know his wife Sierra and her used to be dating future so it's like a crossover of everything it's the NFL fans it's the hip-hop fans everybody's just attacking him right now and he's not playing good football so when you don't play good football this is what happens to you you are the ire just like Westbrook in the NBA whenever he misses a shot oh my gosh it's the end of the world even if it's a, a half court shot like oh man he couldn't hit the rim from half court goodness it's just like whenever you're off you're off and nowadays the lights are on both Russes and both of them need to step their game up because their careers are in jeopardy well I do know this if I ever have kids not going to name him Russell. <laughs> Just say Russell Kenner. Let's rise. <laughs> Kenner Nation. Let's rise. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the Justin. Uh, oh. What the hell is the bell for? We haven't figured out the I bell. I don't know. You, brought, I, you introduced the bell yesterday. I'm like, oh, Kev has an idea for this bell. And you don't I have an don't. idea. I, like, I want to do it every time we say something funny, but, you know, I think we're two funny guys. We'll be ringing the bell all day. Or do we want to use it for when Kenner says something ridiculous? We'll be ringing it all day. <laughs> so that's where we want to like get the old guy. I'm breaking bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's where we want to get the listeners involved. Why should we ring the bell? Tell us in the comment section on Facebook. Why should we ring the bell? Should we ring it for a good question? Should we ring the bell for something funny? Should we ring the bell for something ridiculous? One of us says, or when Shaw calls in, you know. I think we should do it for when we say something ridiculous. I mean, the bell's annoying, but if the bell's annoying while Sean I mean, you have the you, two annoying things. You have the you have the the hater mic, and I have the bell. Well, the hater mic's not charged, and you have a bell, and you have complete control. I have no say in the bell because you have the bell, which is. Totally well, I fine. have no control over the hater mic. I think we're. I think it's fair. Does Hooper take the hater? Mic? Yes, my guy Hooper. I forgot about the hater mic. Where the hell is it? Right, someone's got to answer some questions coming up. <laughs> All right, it's the Justin Kinner Show with Kevin Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. All right, Justin Kinner, Kevin Nash with you here. 518-1410. 518-1410, that's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. We start the hour, of course, with diving into our NFL Power Rankings. Of course, we talked about uh, the Denver Broncos and the Chargers last night, wrapping up week six of the NFL season. Jason Fitz joins us from ESPN Radio coming up next hour. We'll dive into all of that. But with that being said, as we currently sit here, Kev, it's time to give our Power Rankings. And uh, I think this was tough to do. As I joked, I was kind of joking, kind of not. I don't think that there are ten teams worthy of being uh, that are worthy of fitting into a top ten ranking right now in the NFL six weeks in. You know, we are officially past the point of, well, you got to give it a few weeks, you know, teams that are in the preseason. I'm concerned that who you are at this point, I'm not going to say who you are now is who you are, but I think we're also past the point of saying, Kev, 
Well, you got to give it a few weeks. We're pa- we're a month and a half into the season, folks. Like it's, I mean, we're at the halfway point of October. Actually, we're past the halfway point of October. Before you know it, November is going to be here, and then it's full steam ahead. So, I, I think we're past the. Oh, you got to give teams time to ease into the season. We're done with that. Who you are right now? The, a lot of the flaws. If you haven't started seeing them, clean those some of those issues up. That's kind of concerning. But Kev, I'll let you kick things off. Here's Kev Nash's power rankings. There you see. For those of you who are watching live with us on Facebook and YouTube, we appreciate it. Head to the Justin Kinner Show on Facebook and ESPN Dayton's YouTube channel. Kev, the floor is yours. Your top ten. All right, a team that gained ground by not playing the game. The Tennessee Titans. They had a bye week this week, but. You know, before that, they came off starting the season with a loss at the Giants, a loss versus Buffalo, but then rattled off three straight wins. Looks like the running game is back in full effect with King Henry. So they gained the number 10 spot by not playing last week because other teams lost. The New York football Jets coming in at number nine. Look, I know everybody in their mom is talking about, like, the Jets, the Jets, 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 Jets. Yes, Sauce Walker and now Sauce Gardner and that defense is lights out. They that was win probably in. one of the worst segments you've done. I mean, Sauce Walker, <laughs> j- 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 you couldn't spell. I'm going to let you reset that. Start with the Jets. Holy moly. Yeah, ring Coming one. in. Bell. Bell. Ring the damn bell. Coming in at number nine, the New York Jets. Yes, Sauce Gardner in that defense is lights out. They went up to Green Bay. Shut down Aaron Rodgers. They are sitting at a lovely 4-2. and two. There's a lot of other teams out there with less talent on offense, well, more talent on offense that would love to be sitting at 4-2. and two. A lot of them play in the AFC North. And the Jets are sitting at 4-2. and two. They get the number nine spot. Number eight, though they lost to the Atlanta Falcons, just like your Cleveland Browns, I still have the San Francisco 49ers in my top ten. That defense is still good. I know they're battling a lot of injuries right now. Some guys are still slated to come back this upcoming season. So I got the 49ers at the number eight spot. A team that won last night that was a lot higher on my board last week is the San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. One day I'll say that correctly. The Los Angeles Chargers. Look, I don't know what's going on with them. I just don't. The defense is not good, even though they have a lot of star names on their roster on defense from Derwin James. Obviously, Bosa's hurt, but uh, Khalil Mack is still out there, but he's not making any plays like he used to when he was with the Raiders or the Bears. So that defense is still shaky and that offense wasn't clicking. I know that the Broncos have a good defense, but they weren't clicking and they were going for it on fourth downs. And I'll say this about Staley this game. I understand why they were going for it on fourth downs because their kicker, Dustin Hopkins, had a pulled hamstring. So I won't give them too much flack this week for going for it on fourth down. But even though they won, they dropped down to the number seven spot. Another team that lost, still in my top ten, the Dallas Cowboys. I thought they put up a hell of an effort versus the Eagles on Sunday Night Football with Cooper Rush finally starting to turn the ball over. That defense still was lights out. Uh, Philly jumped out to an early lead. But guess what? The defense held them basically the rest of the game until the offense started clicking in the second half. So I still got the Cowboys coming in at number six. Number five, you called it last week. I'll give you a lot of credit, Kenner. You said the Giants were going to beat the Ravens, and I said, no way. This is where all the fun stops for the Giants. Nope. They went and got it done. Another blown victory from the Ravens. They blew another double-digit fourth-quarter lead. So the Giants, they welcome to the number five spot. A team that is going to win the NFC Central or North. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. They're coming in at number four. Chiefs, they lost to the Bills, so they're number three. Eagles still holding the number two, and the Buffalo Bills still number one. 
All right, if you're just joining us, NFL Power Rankings, uh, I'll get, I, Kev started giving his. I'll give mine here in a moment. There's one team that's missing in yours that's also not in mine that I was very close to putting in mine. I'll take my hater cap off for a minute, but you have no Bengals in your top ten. No. I, why is that? I mean, because I look at, like, the Jets playing very well. You talk about their defense. Bengals' defense is solid. I know they got rain all over this past week, but, like, I'll take the Bengals' offense over the Jets' offense. Why do you have the Jets... Uh, why are you confident in the Jets right now being in, even the Titans who aren't explosive offensively? Why do you have those two teams in over the Bengals? I have my reason. I'm just curious yours. I'm just looking at the Bengals like we finally saw that offense click, finally, and we're, we're in week, what, seven? Going into week seven, so it took six weeks for that offense to click. If they win another game and then judging how the NFL operates, they'll be in the top ten next week. But... It was really just that battle that they had with the Ravens the week before that got the Ravens in, and then the Ravens lose. So, obviously, they should be out because in my rankings, the Ravens were 10. So, they're right there. They're one of those teams that are right there. And like you said, this is tough. This is tough to try to rank 10 teams because outside of the top five, basically everybody's the same. There's a lot of mush after five. Really, probably after four. All right. Well, there you go. Again, now that was Kev Nash's power rankings. Now we'll pull mine up. And by the way, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, leave your comments in the comment section. I'm not going to get to all of them in a second, but a lot of suggestions of how to use the bell have come in, so we'll get to that. We'll call it our Saved by the Bell segment. Maybe real original, Kenner. I know. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but power rankings, I, I made a mistake in my – I do have the Ravens in my top ten, and it's not that I forgot that they lost, but I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment. So there you go. My power rankings are up. I also do not have the, um, the Bengals in there. And I feel like if I wasn't such a hater, I I think they should be in. But, man, I'll, I'll get to them in a moment. Number 10, I have the Patriots. Say what you want. If they're winning with smoke and mirrors, you know what? They've dominated two opponents uh, that they are not better than or at least maybe not significant. I think the scores are not... Uh, a true reflection of how much better they are. I don't think they're that 38 points better than the Lions. I don't think that, you know, <laughs> that was a close game with the Browns till it just, the, the Browns, the wheels just fell off. That's not taking anything away from the Patriots. I'm just saying, like, but they're playing really good football right now. I look at the Bengals roster that has all the talent in the world that is struggling to put away the Saints, that is struggling uh, to to get away from a Ravens defense as the worst secondary in football. So I, you know what I mean? I'm seeing more talented rosters struggle to get past bad teams, and then I'm wa- watching what the Patriots are doing, and they're just steamrolling teams. So i got to put them in my top ten right now. I don't know if it's for real. I don't know if this, this zappy guy that everyone's kind of making fun of, I'm getting made fun of for because how do the Browns lose to the third string? When the Patriots have uh, an average at best starting quarterback, and you get blown out by their third string quarterback. I deserve all of the flack for that by the way. So there you go. But maybe the zappy dude's for real. They were doing a, a breakdown of his game this morning saying that he's making throws that Mac Jones can't make and he's you know on he's making throws on the run. Western Kentucky, plays. right? Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, so I'm starting to like pay attention to this kid not just because they beat the Browns, but I think it's an interesting story. That would be the most Bill Belichick Patriots thing ever to accidentally stumble upon another no-name quarterback, but Again, let's see him yeah, start get some time. Uh, the, de- the reason I like him more than I like Cooper Rush and others is teams were winning while their backups were barely involved in the game. They, they just don't turn the ball over. That's all we need you to do. Don't turn the ball over. This kid's making it like he's moving the ball down the mm-hmm. field. He, you know, he diced up the, the Lions. Uh, he diced up. Ooh, bad defense, by the way. He diced up the Browns. Bad defense, by the way. But again, 
Joe Burrow's not dicing up bad defenses. He struggled up until this past week against the Saints to really do that. So I'm going to give Zappi a little credit there. I think the Patriots are at 10. Real quick, real quick. I did want to jump in on that. So think about it like this from the Patriots' perspective. They drafted Jimmy G. He balled out when Tom Brady got hurt. When he got hurt, Jacoby Brissett balled out when Jimmy G got hurt when he was replacing him. And then remember, we rewinding back to the early 2000s, Matt Castle balled out that season that Tom Brady was injured. Like, this is their M.O. They they develop quarterbacks, and they're going to eventually either decide between him and Mac Jones and trade one of them dudes for draft picks because that's what they always do. So they can draft very average to below average. Exactly. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's very amazing what they do. All right, so I have the Ravens at 9, and here's why. They're 3-3. Three and three. Obviously, they, they just lost this past week to the Giants after coming off of that win against the Bengals. I did not think that the Bengals or the Ravens deserved to win the game that night. It was just, you know what I mean? Like, it was whoever had the ball last. McPherson's a hell of a kicker. Obviously, Justin Tucker's a hell of a kicker. It was whoever had the ball last was going to win that football game, in my opinion, between the Ravens and Bengals last week, and I thought both played poor. But... The thing about the the Ravens is, Kev, they're the only team in the other NFL that is forced to turn over in every single game. They're the only team that could say that defensively. Their defensive numbers are solid. Their secondary is not good. That's what makes them vulnerable. And they're they're up double digits in every game that they've been in this year. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they're playing three and a half quarters of top ten, top five football. They're a top five team in the in the NFL for the first three and a half quarters, and then the wheels fall off. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that's what has them back. I still think the Ravens are the most complete team right now. On the paper, the Bengals are. The Bengals should be playing better. I probably could put I should put the Bengals at number nine. I'll be honest, or 10. They should be in the top 10. But I need to see more from the Bengals because I watched their offense click against the Jets a few weeks ago and then they disappeared again for a few weeks. We'll get to that later. But I'm Ravens at 9. Titans, the only team in the NFL that has won three straight games right now. They are cruising. Got to give them credit. The Cowboys are at 7. They lost, yes. But the thing is, they still played well defensively. They did not play well defensively in that first quarter. Um, but, uh, again, to still have a chance to win that football mm-hmm. game against the Eagles, I mean, they, they took it to the, the they came out a lot more physical in that second half. The Eagles were not marching up and down the field. They were in that first half. I thought that the Cowboys still stuck to who they are, which is a defensive team that runs the football. So that's still who they are. The Cowboys are one of the few teams in the NFL that have a true identity. You know exactly who they are. And they might only just get better because they're getting Dak back. Um, we'll we'll find out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but I like the Cowboys at seven. I have the Chargers at six right now, man. They, they're four and two. I'm ripping teams like the Bengals who are losing games with all that talent. I'm, you know, I'm getting mad at the Ravens who are losing games with all that talent. But the Chargers, you know, right now, they're not clicking off cylinders, uh, Kev, but they're without Corey Lindsley, who they're going to be getting back soon. They're without okay. Keenan Allen. Uh, they're without, obviously, Bosa. Those three are going to be back, and that's really what makes them dynamic. Bosa is to that defense what, obviously, uh, Watt is to your defense. Mm -hmm. They go as he goes. The pressure he creates also is going to help, obviously, um, Khalil Mack. Mack, And then, obviously, the secondary. I I like the Chargers. I think that here in the next few weeks, we're going to see them moving up. Uh, But you can't get past the coach, and I can't either. There's just, I can't. I'm not going to wreck them this week because the kicker had a pulled hamstring. So I understand going for it. A couple of those times. So I'm not going to wreck him this week, but I, I still felt very uncomfortable with some of those. But that's his that's his style. He did ultimately knock down, what, three or four field goals in that game when they got real close. So I'm not going to wreck him this week. I'll 
I'll save it for next time he does something crazy. Like, go for it on 4th and 15. So this Sunday, <laughs> tune in. At number five, I do have the 49ers. The thing about them is that they have, I didn't realize this, out of all the teams in the NFL right now, they have more starters out than any team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I heard that earlier this afternoon. I can't sit there and name all of them. Obviously, they have uh, their Bosa's out too right mm-hmm. now. And then, of course, uh, their uh, Trent, uh, William, their top offensive lineman, is out as well. Do so I think that one guy being out on both sides of the ball, no, but 11 starters out. That's the most starters out uh, on any roster in the NFL right now. So i got to give that to the 49ers. They're finding ways to win football games. I like Jimmy G. They did not look good this past weekend. But when I heard that number, 11 starters out, that's a whole side of the ball. <laughs> so that's a lot. I think that's a lot to overcome, and they're doing it. I think teams 10 through 5 that I just listed all aren't very good. I think they all have flaws. <laughs> Uh, they're showing glimpses, and we have to fill out a top 10. But I think teams 10 through 5, they're not worthy of being in a top 10. Um, y- you know, I think that the Bengals are very close to being a part of the four I'm about to talk about. I think if the Bengals have another game like last week, offensively, I'll buy in. But, man, they gotta they got to be consistent offensively. I think the Vikings are legit. I think the Vikings can honestly come out of the NFC and actually get to the Super Bowl. We could talk about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. We just keep assuming that they're going to snap out of it because right. it's Tom Brady. We keep assuming that the, uh, that the Packers are going to snap out of it because, oh my gosh, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's not happening, folks. Like I said, we're at week six right now. The Bucks credit, they're a little banged up from injuries. I get that. There's you know light at the end of the tunnel as far as that's concerned. But I think right now the only team that's playing really, really good football out of the NFC right now, other than the Eagles, is the Vikings. I think the Vikings and the Eagles crash course collision uh, you know, heading, you know, that we're planning for come NFC Championship time. I really like the Vikings. Uh, not the best defensively, not the best offensively, but man, they're explosive offensively. They're the NFC's version of the Bengals, to be quite honest with you. They're just doing what they're supposed to, taking advantage uh, of the chaos around them. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Vikings and the Bengals are very similar uh, as far as how they're built. I'll take the Bengals quarterback over Cousins, but Cousins isn't the worst in the world. And then the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles round out my one, two, and three. Eagles again over the Cowboys this past week. Uh, but I'm sorry. You watch that Bills-Chiefs game. They're the two best teams in the NFL. They're the most explosive and what separates the Bills from everybody else. They are as dominant defensively as offensively. Like, that's that's the most well-rounded team in the NFL as far as offense, defense is concerned. I'll take that uh, any day. The Bengals is the only compliment I'm going to give them. If they figure it out, Kev, the only team that kind of matches the Bills as far as consistency, it's the Bengals. The Bengals and the Bills, dominant offenses, at least on paper for the Bengals. And then defensively, the Bengals have been sneaky good defensively too this year. They picked up with that intensity that they had in the playoffs last year. That was the big question. I thought where they were going to lose games this year was going to be if the defense didn't come out like they did in the playoffs. The defense has come out like we saw in the playoffs last year. It's Joe Burrow and the offense that's taken a step back. Now, I know he played dress up with his favorite wide receiver jersey this past <laughs> Sunday. And they, oh, they had a great homecoming game. Super. They have a weak schedule coming up. Take advantage of it. I think the Bengals will be in my top five coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But there's only one team I look at that looks like the Bills, and it's the Bengals. The only difference is the Bills are, you know, actually producing, and the Bengals just look so inconsistent. So there you go. So no Giants. Oh, shoot. I messed up. Yeah, no Giants. That's on me. They should be in there. I'll probably take out the Ravens and move the Patriots to 9 and Giants 12, just because I don't think they're not... They're not dominating on any side of the ball, but they are winning with their star players. They're saying, hey, we don't have the best roster in football, but we're going to take our best player, and we're going to find a way to win games with him. And Saquon Barkley, give him credit. He has stayed healthy. That's why I wanted the Browns to get in that draft. I remember I was ticked. I said, get Baker Mayfield, get Saquon Barkley, look out. Well, the Browns got their quarterback and the best running back in that draft, of course, and Nick Chubb. 
Um, and, uh, well, they got the quarterback wrong. They got the running back right. But, like, Saquon Barkley since then, I was like, oh, no, the Browns avoided disaster there. But this is who everyone expected him to be. If he could stay healthy, we'll see what ends up happening there. Yeah, I, I look at the Giants and, no, they're not, like, flashy and high-powered like the Chiefs or the Bills. And they really are old school where basically their entire offense is built around Saquon Barkley, the running back in a short passing game. Even Daniel Jones gets out there and runs around quite a bit. But, you know, they got victories over the Titans. They got victories over Baltimore as well. So I, they're 5-1. and one. So, like, at some point, I had to put them in there, even though, like, I look at them with the eye of, like, I don't really believe who you are. But, you know, the record says otherwise. The victories over other teams that I – do respect are up there, so I had to put them in my top ten. All right, it's the Justin Kenner Show with Kevin Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Do you agree or disagree with our top ten? Which teams are we not giving enough love to? Or is there a team we're giving a little bit too much love to? 518-1410. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Plus, Kev, your Guardians, Game 5 coming up. Wait, did you guys preview Game 5 yesterday? Well, the Yankees, were you conspiracy theorists down Hit there? Hit the music! I don't have it queued up. Oh. I wish I did. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. But when we come back, we'll talk Guardians, Yankees, Game 5. That starts coming up here around the corner. Uh, we have Jason Fitz coming up in hour number two. And Ryan Day, Ryan Day gave an update on the health of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Kind of. We'll talk about <laughs> that. That's all. It's the Justin Kinder Show with Kev Nash, 1410 ESPN Let me guess. Unknown caller. You could. All right, then we are back. Justin Kenner, Kevin Nash with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Some of y'all like wrestling, some of you don't. That's fine. Ronda Rousey, WWE, will be live at the Nutter Center this Saturday night for WWE Saturday Night's main event. Uh, and the card features Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. Uh, it features Ronda Rousey, as I just mentioned. So it, it's, a, it's a decent lineup. So if you want an opportunity to win tickets, I'll have information of how you could do that. That contest will start live at wingam.com coming up here. The second that we are told it's live, I'll let you know that it's live for you to head to the website to register. But I'll have more information for you as the show goes on of how you can go and register to win tickets to see WWE Live this coming up weekend. Favorite wrestling move? Uh, favorite wrestling move? Um... You gotta, I mean, got to talk about the, the people's elbow, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's too many dumb moves where it's just simple, like Hulk Hogan. That's the dumbest thing ever. A leg drop just knocks people out cold, right? Boom! You know, I, I, you know, you actually have a move like the Undertaker's where he drops you on your freaking head, snaps your neck. That's how you finish. <laughs> you don't. No, I'm just gonna. Leg drop, it's where your face just perfectly falls under my knee so it actually doesn't make contact, and now you're just down cold. Come on, give me a break. I'll give you two. And the dumb old school wrestling fans fell for that all the time. <laughs> Sweet chin music. Oh, that's a good one, too. And, of course, the figure four. Shouts out to my Uncle Harry. R.I.P. He used to put me and my brother in figure four all the time. That's, Kev Nash, a huge wrestling <laughs> fan. That's why his radio name actually is Kev Nash. Big NWO fan. <laughs> Big NWO fan. So there you go. But, uh, all right, it's the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. Ring the bell. Don't know what the bell means. Trying to figure it out. I don't know why Kev brought the bell into the studio yesterday. You got the mic. I got the bell. I have. The, I don't know where the mic is. Oh, I don't know too where the bad. Mic is. Too bad. Too sad. So apparently from last segment, um, I brought up Baker Mayfield. Mark Abshear says, Baker, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> all right. Um, some guy says to uh, ring it when somebody gets Kenner mad. I laugh my ass off. Well, then you would just be ringing that bell constantly. Mm -hmm. that way. 
Uh, Scott Campbell says, ring it when Shaw hangs up on Kenner. <laughs> All right, let's see. We got our first one yesterday. Dustin Taylor uh, says, when Kenner says some dumb blank. I like that. <laughs> well, Keith Bond says, the bell should replace the bad word of Michigan. Oh, all right. So it's not bad. All right, all right. So getting creative. Brandon Kelty on YouTube says, "Cab, you need to ring it a lot for Kenner, if it's for ridiculousness." All right. David Shaw, I think the bell is for Kev, and Justin has the damn hater mic. All right. Uh, we, I think we established, but this was from earlier in the show before we established that. Let's see. Um, Ron Howard, after he called me fat, he. he <laughs> He wrote, like, so we did our show preview yesterday, and I'm going through <laughs> Facebook checking things just to make sure, you know, people don't write stupid things on there. And sure enough, there's Ron. Putting some weight on, Kenner? Thank you for that. Yes, Ron, I am, actually. Appreciate it. It's getting cold out. You got, I'm putting some meat on for the winter. You remind me of my brother. <laughs> oh, yes, that was, uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, Ryan Strong, I think this is the winner right here. He goes, ring it when Kenner comes up with excuses on why the Browns lose. There we go. Injuries, baby. It's always injuries. Come on. We don't have a starting quarterback. Denzel Ward was hurt last week. Miles Garrett has a bum shoulder. Coaching. Joe Woods. Well, that's not an excuse. Oh, uh, what else? <laughs> that's, that's probably a fact. That's a fact, yeah. I was going to say. Um, let's see. Coming, going down the list. All right. I think we're good. I'll continue to keep an eye on some of these. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, anyways, 518-1410, that's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. Um, all right, Kev, who do we have, by the way, before we get any further? The return of Charlie. Charlie! I saw, I met, not met, I met Charlie years ago, but I, I saw Charlie a few weeks ago. He came out to Submarine House, and we had a nice little chat. Charlie, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Not Real good. You know what's funny is, it's funny how... The Bengals at 500 finally, and now we hear from you. Uh, uh, uh. Well, shame, shame. I, I run overnight. I run overnight routes now, so I go down to uh, I go down to Alabama and do these overnights. But it got canceled, and I got a day route out to Kansas City, and that was the first thing that came on my mind. I was like, oh, I got to call in today. Did you know and, you cracked uh, the top so ten? Kenner has a top ten list. Did you yeah, know you cracked? Yeah, yeah congratulations. It was so funny because what I told you at Submarine House, you brought that up. You're like, he listens to us at like midnight and then just goes nuts, you know, listens to us, but he can't respond. And uh, that's true mostly. Uh, last season is not the same as this season because I don't, ha I have zero animosity towards the Browns this year just because of the situation. Uh, you know, we'll see whenever, uh, you know, what's-his-name gets planned. But, I first of all, I look, I'll just be honest with everybody in America. I love Nick Chubb, okay? Nick Chubb is like Troy Palomalo to me. I just, there's just people who play for teams that I hate, and I, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. I just love him. I just, I think he's the best running back in the league. I just love the way he handles himself, and I just... With Brissett and everything going on, I'm like, I just, I don't have any bad feelings towards the Browns. It's just, it's unfortunate that they have lost the games that they've lost. That just, I, that just sucks. But, uh, but no, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going through St. Louis right now, and in all seriousness, R.I.P. St. Louis Rams. That has to be the worst feeling in the whole world to lose your football team. 
I just want to throw that out there real quick, man. That just really sucks. Like, I would rather watch an 0-16 football team and not have a team to root for, man. There's two shots at the Browns, uh, and you didn't even realize it, or maybe you did. <laughs> I don't know, but that was interesting. Well, you know, you I just mean, said I it would suck to lose your you... football team like the Browns did, and that you'd rather go 0-16 <laughs> like the Browns did. I mean, my goodness. I would go for the trifecta, would you? <laughs> it, it's still, though. I mean, wouldn't you? Right. I mean, you like, right. I was a kid when the Browns lost their team. But they knew they knew pretty quickly that they were getting a team back. You know, they knew within a couple of years they were getting another team. St. Louis is not getting a team, and that's a shame because I bet they have way better football fans than LA does. Well, either you way, who, I mean? no matter who has the better fans, the LA fans got to watch their team win a Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that had they, to be painful for those uh, Rams fans too. But uh, yeah. Well, your top ten, here, here's what I was thinking. I, I don't have any way to write down top ten right now, but off the top of my head, I think your top three, I don't, fan, I watch the Eagles play. I don't think that they're fool's gold. I think that they really are probably the best team in the NFC. I'd like to see them go heads up with the Vikings. Um, but, man, they, they're just tough. And I, so I don't think your top three, I, I don't, it's just like in, the, in college football, like I don't think you can really mess with those teams. Um, I'd probably have the Giants and the Jets in the top ten. I'd probably have the Patriots. Um, I've, I've never been a – I think Lamar's great. I think he's, you know, I just – even when we played him, I'm like, I, you know, he's what I thought he was. I don't think he's – I think teams are figuring him out. You know, I don't think he's as great as you can't have no receivers. You know, like that's not good. You got to have some people to throw to other than his tight end, who he always finds. I will say like, this I for the Ravens: him. for them blowing these leads, that is not only on the defense, which everybody is looking at, but that is on Lamar because you keep the ball. If you convert third downs, they are not converting third downs in the fourth quarter at all. They've converted two third downs in their losses in the fourth quarter. That's not going to get it done. So the reason the other team can come back is because the other team has the offense. So if you convert these third downs, if you look at Lamar's career, he's been outstanding on third downs, be it long third downs, be it short third downs. In the fourth quarter this year, when they lose games, they're not converting third downs. That is an alarming problem for them. So he needs to fix that. Well, and there were three games in a row. The two wins that we had with the Dolphins and the Jets and the Ravens game where there was fourth and whatever, and we could have taken field goals and we didn't. And and especially in the Ravens game, we should have because we went three quarters and scored ten points. Like, So points are hard to come by in that game. And I'm just curious what would have happened if we would have taken the field goal there and tied it. You know what I mean? Like, because I knew when we scored, like, eh, we're probably going to lose Justin Tucker. You know, like, they're going to get in field goal range. But I just, if you would have put the pressure back on Lamar, like, it's got to be hard when you bet on yourself like he did. And now your whole career is on the line, you know, with this uncertainty, like, the season has to go well so I can get paid. 
Well, I think it's the, taking all the risk. But Charlie, the thing is too, like I think this is actually it makes the 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 Ravens' jobs even more difficult because you, you know he's thrown for what twelve. I mean, for, it doesn't matter really about the stats. The team just kind of very you know hovering in between right now. Lamar's not having a great year. He's not having the worst year ever, but he's not having the season of a quarterback uh, that that he should be having for a guy that's asking for more than fifty plus guaranteed money mil a year. So I think that's the but it's hard on the Ravens because the Ravens know they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to give him the money at some point. But now they're having this doubt in the back of their head because they're watching what's happening with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals of, man, we can't just give him the money to give the money because then once he has that money, now we're stuck with him like Kyler Murray uh, in, in Arizona right now. And I'm not saying Lamar's him, but right now I think Lamar's not only making his job harder, but he's making the Ravens' job significantly harder. I think the Ravens were hoping that he would just ball out so hard that they would have no choice but to pay him. And right now I think it's a tough choice for everyone. Yeah, but that's a well-managed team versus a not well-managed team. That's that's the Ravens have a dollar amount. They they know what's going on. They know the risk. They know that Lamar probably has a shelf life of three to five years. So they understand all that. They offered the number they offered. He said no. So it's all on him. But uh, hey, what's the line right now for Browns Ravens? Do you know already? Give me a minute. Browns and Ravens for that game coming up. I am pulling that up. Or Kev is whoever gets to it first. I haven't even checked. I'm still trying to forget what happened last Sunday. Uh, the you know Browns being a two and a half point favorite against uh, the Patriots last week, and that didn't really work out a whole hell of a lot. But Baltimore is a six and a half point favorite at home. Let me ask you guys: Who needs this game more, the Ravens or the Browns? Oh, the Browns. You lose there two and five. <laughs> Listen, listen, it, I think at the beginning of the year, you know, it, just the idea of reset starting and, and maybe things will work out. We can go 500 and get the quarterback in there. But, you know, that, it's a risk-reward thing. You're getting this awesome quarterback, and if it means this season, maybe you don't go to the playoffs. Okay, you still got to have Nick Chubb next year. You didn't know Miles Garrett was going to get in a car wreck. Like, there's been a lot of weird stuff that's went on. You know, you don't exactly have your wide receiver core together yet. But, I mean, next year, they could win the North. Like, that won't be no – like, if I was in a Browns fan's shoes, I could – the upside is tremendous. You know, I – And, we and Charlie, I I hate to cut you off. We just got to bounce. I got the producer in my ear yelling at me about uh, missing this commercial break coming up. Hate to cut you off. Uh, but, uh, yes, we'll talk about the, the Brown stuff coming up here in a moment. Six-and-a-half-point line, though. I think that's uh, interesting. Um, that's a pretty big line. I thought it would be probably about five, considering Baltimore loses at home. <laughs> I, I, if I had, When I was guessing the line, I would have guessed the three and a half, Ravens three-and-a-half. The six-and-a-half um, I find to be interesting. But, again, like again, it's like uh, have the Browns mentally tapped out. This is a skill, or this isn't a talent issue. They have enough talent to get by, right? Whatever get by means. I thought hovering around 500, or at least within a game or two, they're two games under now. But you lose this week, uh, and then you got the Bengals the following week. Uh, you know, the schedule, you still got Tom Brady. You got a lot of tough games that you have still before you even get Deshaun back, and you don't even know what version of Deshaun you're going to get. I think Deshaun eventually returns to form and is that top five quarterback that he was when he was with Houston, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, but he's not going to be that top five quarterback right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just uh, the Browns have shot themselves in the foot. I thought they would have seven wins, but or four, I thought they would be four and seven. At the worst, 
by the time Deshaun Watson got back. And I thought that was worst case scenario because mm-hmm. I thought they beat the I thought they beat the Jets. They'd be you know start out two and zero, then you'd beat the Jets. Uh, they obviously should have beat the Falcons. They should have been four zero to start the season. They. I thought they would lose to the Chargers and Patriots. So I thought they'd been 4 0 to start. The last two games they lost, technically, in my mind, they were supposed to lose those two games coming into the season. Should have won the first four. But now you lost two of those first four. Mm-hmm. So that you're even further behind the eight ball before you even get into the meat of the schedule before he gets back. The Browns are in trouble. I think you asked about which uh, you know team needs this win more. The, the Browns need it desperately more. The Ravens still have so much talent on both sides of the ball that they could right the ship. They have the trade deadline coming up. Maybe they go try to pluck some of the talent that's on that Ravens or on that uh, um, Panthers, Panthers roster. The thing is, this is why I get annoyed with teams like the Packers and Ravens. Go make moves to fix some of your deficiencies right now. We knew coming into the year that the Packers were going to struggle offensively with no wide receivers. And then the Cardinals, the second they had an opportunity to fix their, you know, add some weapons at wide receiver, they didn't. They didn't wait. They just went and got it. And the Packers sitting here saying, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's that same arrogance that got you into this position to begin with. And then Baltimore, same thing. Wide receiver, free agents aren't lining up to go to Baltimore to play with Lamar. It's not a shot at Lamar. It's just his playing style. You're not going to go to, you're not going to go to Baltimore and have breakout seasons and get paid. That's why they, that's why Hollywood Brown wanted out. They're still good. He didn't badmouth them on the way out, but it's not hard to figure out why he went to management and said, I want out of here. It's not that I don't want to play with my dude. It's that this offense is not going to put me in position to get that max dollar and look at all the money that the wide receivers got this past offseason. And off look season. what his stats did out there in Arizona. Well, man, man that's playing right now. He's that, out for the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, 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 that'll do it too. I would say it's more critical for the Ravens because I think we all think that at some point, this Bengals offense is going to look like it did last year. And if they started clicking last week versus Saints, and now they got Atlanta this week, and that snowball starts to roll for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Ravens going to be in trouble. They're going to look at those games that they blew big-time leads to, to the Bills, to the Dolphins, to the Giants. So I think it's more critical for the Ravens to get this victory because I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are about to start making some noise. All right, it's the Justin Kinner Show with Kevin Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. Um, Will, uh, William Yolley says, Everyone knows Watson's contract is an outlier. The Browns were desperate. The Ravens uh, are not. Um, yes and no. Look, the Browns' desperate franchise, yes. But any franchise that has gone as long as they have without a franchise quarterback would be as well. You do know the only way to win in this league, right, is to have an elite quarterback. You can't win in this league long term if you don't have an elite quarterback. So, yes, I think that, you know, any other team, all right, Deshaun, the only thing, the reason the Browns are being ripped for this money situation is because of the off-the-field situation that Deshaun is involved with. Right. If that off-the-field situation doesn't happen and he's trying to force himself out of Houston, Kev, guess what? The Browns are still probably going to match, you know, match that demand. Would we still be as outraged about it? Are we mad that he got the guaranteed money? Or are we mad that somewhat with his background and what he got involved in put him in that position? Some are going to say it's because of that, but I, I don't understand. The Browns are desperate. Yes, teams should be desperate to win. You should want to go get an elite quarterback. I, I look, say what you, I, This isn't about the stuff that he got involved in off the field or whatever. This is, had nothing to do with the legal issues. The Browns, I have no problem with them doing that. We're, all the media and fans mad at the Ravens because, oh, man, they're not loyal to Deshaun Watson or to Lamar Jackson. Brown said, we got to get a quarterback, and they went and got a quarterback. I, I mean, like your team right now, I'm not saying that you should have done it, but, like, Look at these teams just trying to hope that they find their quarterback. Look at all the average that you're swimming in right now. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Get ready, Ohio. Fan Duel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. 
To kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today using my promo code KINNER, K-I-N-N-E-R, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all of your favorite teams and all of your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. Come on, Dayton. This is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code KINNER, K-I-N-N-E-R. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Uh, that's right, sports betting again when it becomes legal in, in January. That's the targeted time frame right there. Um, there's going to be all these options out there for you to start placing some wagers. Use FanDuel, download the FanDuel app, use uh, promo code Kinner, K-I-N-N-E-R, and you'll at least have $100 in free bets waiting for you. How cool is that? The second that sports betting goes live, you're already going to have $100 to work with if you use my promo code Kinner, K-I-N-N-E-R. We'll be right back. Back with you here on 1410 ESPN Radio, 518-1410, 518-1410. That's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. All right, um, before we get to the phones, let's see, where are we at with this? Brian Schwederman says, as a Bengals fan, I am rooting for the Browns in a two-team AFC North race. I need Baltimore to get as many losses um, as possible. Of course, we've talked about the Bengals, even though they're 3-3 three and three like the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have an AFC North win. Uh, you know, the Browns have an AFC North win. The Bengals have two AFC North losses. Uh, so that's why it's important. You know, I, I think that, you know, it's just one of those really, I, I, look, Long as the Bengals just keep winning football games, and they should win their next three. They should beat the Browns coming up here in a few weeks. We'll see if they do. It'll be a Halloween Monday night football matchup. So we'll next three for the uh, Bengals: Falcons at Cleveland, Panthers, then at Steelers. So we're talking about during the break. We're talking about the Eagles' schedule. We're talking about the Falcons in a moment. We're talking about the Bengals' upcoming schedule. But my goodness, I mean, six and zero is the Eagles right now. And I know in the NFL, there's no easy win. A win's a win. Blah, 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 blah. The Eagles are at, or they are at home against Pittsburgh coming up. Unless your team all of a sudden is just, they know how to win again. Well, we'll find out on Sunday Night Football. Because uh, the Eagles, what, they got a bye week this week, right? Oh, you're right. So that's 10. Th- okay, yeah. So so they they won't lose next week. Uh, but they'll have, uh, coming up again, the Steelers on the 30th. So th- this is the upcoming, the four games coming up. S- Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Colts. I mean, my goodness, that 10-0 potentially right there. After the Colts, the Packers, Eagles should win that. The Titans, that's a coin toss game. I'm still not sold on the Titans, but they've won three straight. The Giants, the Eagles, I think everyone picks them over the Giants. I mean, and look, then they have the Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. Like, this schedule, I'm not. they're not going to go 17-0, but the trap that they fall into, Kev, is no matter who they lose to coming up, we're putting them up there with the Chiefs and the Bills. If the Bills or the Chiefs lost to the Texans, the Commanders, the Colts, the Packers, the Bears, the Saints, we'd be saying, oh, that's a bad league. Kansas City. Buffalo, you can't lose to teams like that. So the Eagles, they're not going 17-0. Right. They're not going to go 16-1. They're going to lose two or three. 
And no matter what two or three losses coming up, we're going to, it's going to, you know what I mean? That's, those are going to be bullet points for people to say, see, they weren't for real. But they're going to finish like 14 and three or even, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or 13 and four or something crazy like that. It's a good football team, but that schedule, man, like it's a friendly schedule. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, got to play who's in front of you. Absolutely. One, one because, week at a time. Because last year, Buffalo lost to Jacksonville nine to six. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it happens. Man, you know what? I'm gonna get a bell, and we're gonna just every time. <laughs> but I just gave says, you evidence. Every time I just gave you evidence. Oh, I know. It's an outlier. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying it happens. It, there's upsets in college, but yeah, the upsets happen. But like, it's not the benchmark every week. It, no, I don't even. There's no way these Houston thinks. Hey, we we think we could win every one of our football games. No, you don't. No, you don't. No one <laughs> believes you can do it. You guys don't either. We gotta stop with it. I need a bell, and every time someone uses an annoying cliche, and Kev, I'll be ringing that bell on you the whole time. Bing, bing, bing. I just gave you cliche, evidence. cliche, cliche. I'm just, there's a lot of evidence out there. I'm just, I'm just saying it's gonna happen. We just don't know when. No, what? No, Eagles are going undefeated. <laughs> You're just putting it out there, so when they do lose, you can have your ready to go. You can have it ready to go. What, you can have your, your, Kenner, your Kenner ammo ready to go. I told you Jalen Hurts stunk. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, let's see. 518-14. They better keep on winning. The Giants keeping on winning, so they got to keep Han- winning. Damon Hahn says, you guys thought I was crazy when I said Hurts MVP with them going 14-3. Hurts isn't going to win MVP. Um, he's playing very, very good for the Eagles. But if you watch the real quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, he looks nothing like them. To be fair, no one else in the NFL looks anything like him. Um, th- those two are on a whole other planet of, of greatness right now. Hertz is having a fantastic season. He should be in the MVP conversation just from the storyline alone. The fact that the Eagles go from being the embarrassment of the playoffs last year that only got in because they expended the playoff, right, to now they will belong in the playoff this year. Um, but uh, J- Jalen Hurts has to do a ton more for me to sit there and say that he has a legit shot at winning MVP this year. Actually, here's the shot that he has. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have season-ending injuries. Oh, 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 That's oh, it. oh, goodness. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, 518-14. Oh, man. Look. Well, here we go. Is it? Is it who I think it is? It yes, is. The one, the only, Steve from Springboro, the true American. What up, dude? Hey, what's up, man? I'm at work, so I can't talk too long. I'm a little bit of a break here. But I figure, since Char- I figure since Charlie called in from St. Louis, I can uh, call in while I'm at work since he's driving through. He's uh he's softening up a little bit. I think he might uh, he might be one. This became a Browns fan. Sounds like he said he loves Nick Chubb and he's all uh, sympathetic and uh, apologetic about the Browns having all their problems. Uh, hey Charlie, if you're still listening, dude, uh, be me. Be like me. Be a hater. Don't be don't be giving the, anything. Hey, I hate the Bengals. I hate their fans. I hate the ball boy, and I don't even know his name. 